Hello everyone and welcome to Dallas Hoops Gamecast. I am your host Martin. I am joined tonight by Sydney. Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's depressing Sydney after the Mavericks lost to the Portland Trail Blazers 121 to 118. But first, if you like the show, please give the show a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. So the Mavericks on a Sunday night face the Trail Blazers, who really are a good team. They're 15 and 10 mm-hmm. going into the game. Uh, they just had a better record than the Mavs. Been playing better than the Mavericks. Now, as of late, Dallas had was on a four-game winning streak and had been playing very well. But tonight they fall short to the Blazers, 121 to 118. So, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I'll start with the most recent thing. I didn't like the decision to not foul on that last possession. I don't mean the one where there was three seconds left. The one where there was like 26 seconds left. I didn't like the decision to not foul. And I know there's an argument to me to be made that they didn't have to. And I even said that when they got the ball. I was, because I, th- I think they were only down one, I think. They were down one. They yep. were down one. And so I was like, you know, they don't even have to foul. But then I was like, no, no, they should, you know, play the fi- foul game and all that. I didn't understand the decision to not foul. And then it wasn't even like that they were playing it straight up. They were like, all right, let's just D up and get a stop here. They were like doubling and trapping. And it's just the cliche thing that when you do that, you're, the other team is going to get an open dunk. I think the Mavs were on the good, the positive end of that. It may be just their last game or the game before when the other team was trying to get, um, get a turnover and instead they ended up giving giving up an open dunk, which always happens in those last possession situations when you're you're not fouling, you're just trying to get a steal. That always happens. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I didn't understand that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people thought that Carmelo... Uh, committed an offensive foul against nah, Luca. Uh, I didn't. I don't think, think so. you call that as a rest. Yeah, when yeah. I saw, I I saw the thing that everyone was talking about, and yeah, it was there, but I didn't think that it was enough to call a foul. Um, and yeah, I just, I really, really didn't like that decision. I know there's a million reasons why they lost, but that was the last one. Yeah. Which, if you go by last touch attribution, which. That's a we're not going to get thing, into but, marketing or anything you know, like that. That's to me. I think that was the key. Well, look, I mean, I, I thought twenty six. It was like twenty six point seven or something. I just didn't think that was enough time to not foul because let's say yeah. they waited till there was one second left and shot the ball. The ball's going to be in the air for two seconds, so you wouldn't even get a chance exactly. to get a shot off. So I, I agree. I think as soon as Carmelo got the ball, you should have fouled him. Yeah. And put him on the line. Yeah. I know Carmelo in historically is a decent free throw shooter, but he's not the same guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And when the pressure's on, it's just they don't go in as often. And not only that, I would rather force him to make free throws and give them a wide open dunk. So yeah. I thought putting Carmelo on the line immediately, there's still 24 seconds on the clock. Let's say he makes them both. Either way, it's still Whatever. a three-point game. And you have 24 seconds. Yes, you still yeah. have 24 seconds. You had a lot more time left on the clock. So I agree. I thought they should have fouled. Uh, they didn't. They ended up getting a wide Portland ended up getting a wide-open dunk. And Dallas, they, they called a really good play after that to give Luka a wide-open mm-hmm. three, and he just happened to miss it. You can't make them all. You can't make them all, exactly. Yeah. And so, look, uh, yes, that one play really hurt them, but what really cost them the game was that atrocious third quarter that they played where they allowed Portland to score 45 points in the Mm -hmm. third, and there was a bunch of lazy passes. They didn't come out at halftime ready to go like 
Portland did. Portland came out ready to put their foot on the gas, and Dallas did not match that intensity until it was too late. Yeah, the the Mavs had twelve turnovers. I'm firmly convinced like that five of all of those were in the third quarter. Yeah. They were literally passing it to yes. the Blazers, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know some of those were by Luca, but it was just by everyone. You know, it was kind of a sloppy quarter, which happens. Mm-hmm. I think what frustrated me more in that quarter, which I know we both want to talk about, is how they they went away from Luca, and I think the Blazers. Um, switched up their defense. They did a good job of denying Luca, or when he had it, they did a good job of maybe like forcing him to pass it. And he was willingly passing it. So I don't know if it was the game plan or if Luca was just being smart, but I still would like to have seen him, you know, press against that defense. And instead, a lot in that quarter were like running our offense through. Um, Brunson and Jaylen Hardaway. Brunson yeah. and Hardaway. And I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about Brunson lately because he's been great. And I like Brunson, but I don't want to run our offense, offense through him the whole yeah. quarter. I mean, even in my highest moments of Brunson, that's not what I want. And it was a lot of that in that quarter. Yeah, and I think that, you know, Luca, there we haven't seen a defense in this league stop Luca. Yeah. And I think, yes, I know Portland kind of tra- uh, tra- uh, changed up their defense there, yeah. but I feel like if you really wanted to, you still could have ran your action through Luca. I thought yeah. you were too quick to go away. I understand you want to try to get easy stuff, and if Luca's getting all the attention, great. And unfortunately, Hardaway and Brunson just didn't make their shots. And maybe mm-hmm. if they made their shots, then we would be saying, hey, what a great scheme. They were doubling Luca. Yeah. It's a make or miss league. And they happened to miss them tonight. Hardaway was four of twelve and Brunson five of twelve. And both uh, Brunson was 0 of five from three. And he's a good three point shooter. He's shooting over forty percent from three in in the season. So yeah, I, I agree. Luca was feeling it. Um I thought for yeah. as hot as he was to only have twenty shots. Yeah. Um I thought you could have found ways to continue to get him open shots, but they didn't, and look, 14 of 41 from three, and Portland was 18 of 40 at 45%. So they just shot a higher percentage from three. I mean, Covington was four of four. Um, so, you know, and we've talked about this, and Anthony Simons was four of six. We've talked about this several times. You know, whoever's threes are going down really is going to be the team that wins. And if the other p- team's role players are hitting their threes, typically that team's going to win. Whereas Dallas tonight... The only person that was really hitting his threes was Luca and Dorian. Outside of those guys, the team was terrible. Like 0 of 3 from Porzingis, 2 of 6 from Kleba, 0 of 3 from Richardson, 0 of 5 from Brunson, 2 of 7 from Hardaway. All the role players sucked. Yeah, so I mean like that's and that's what I've said what or what we've said in past episodes like the Mavericks, they have one superstar, and then Kristaps, he's kind of he's finding his rhythm. Um, he wasn't <laughs> How great long in this are game, we which we we'll talk this? about. But they they rely a lot on role players, and so like I've said in the past, those role players will make their shots and play well half the time, and half the time they won't because that's what role players do. And so that's what happened tonight was their role players just weren't quite on it. Again, you know Brunson being five for twelve, so. Like we said in the last post game, like Brunson was able to do all these things in the fourth quarter and, you know, be their kind of their second playmaker. And we were like, man, imagine if they had like an actual good second mm-hmm. playmaker. Well, this is what would happen. Like in this game, okay, you want to run your offense through your second playmaker. Well, he would still be good in this game. Whereas, you know, with a role player, it might be kind of 50 yeah. 50. So. Yeah, look, I, I don't want to 
overreact too much to this loss. The Mavs had won four in a row, and the Blazers are a good team, you know, yeah. and they lost by three. But what I do, I just I've yet to see a game this year where the Mavericks just lost because the other team was better than them. Like I feel mm-hmm. like all of their losses are are because they make mistakes. They shoot themselves in the foot. They make bad decisions. They're they're guys that are supposed to hit open shots. They aren't hitting open shots. I think we've seen one game where Dallas played really, really well and flawlessly and lost, and that was the Milwaukee the game Bucks like game. A, mon- a month ago. But it's like all these losses that they have, it's because they made mistakes at crucial times. Yeah, but again, that's that's when you have a team of role players. Like, we talked no, about... No, I'm not debating their yeah. their talent. I just, I like I said, I'm not sure how much I want to react to this, this one loss. Well, but that's kind of my point is like, we talked about this, I think, in our um, fan cast episode, maybe last week or whatever. That question was um, like, who are the real Mavericks? Is mm-hmm. it the ones that do the, you know, all these great things or the ones that have like these really weird, crappy, you know, third quarter games? And they're both. So like, I don't, I don't think that you're overreacting to like to what happened tonight and saying like that's completely who they are. They are both of those teams because they just they have decent role players and so those guys they're going to be good half the time and then half the time they'll have mm-hmm. weird like you know the mental mistakes that you talked about. So it's not overreacting, it's just who they are. When they're on it, they win when they're not. They we get games like this, and yeah. they they lose when yeah. they probably could have won. Well, they should have won. I mean, yeah. honestly, they they should have beat the Blazers tonight. Uh, that really the third, like outside of the third quarter, they outscored them. I mean, the the uh, Portland outscored the Mavericks by nine in the first quarter, but Dallas outscored them by 12 in the second and by nine in the fourth. So if that third quarter wasn't a complete catastrophe, yeah, they would have won this game. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, maybe it'd been a clutch game, but they would have won it because, you know, in all fairness to the Mavericks in the clutch this year, they are a much different team than we've seen the last two seasons. Like they're actually f- running their offense still pretty fluidly, still hitting their shots uh, in the clutch. And, you know, they just... They just don't have a lot of good players, and if they're good, if their players, their role players that they have aren't hitting their shots, yeah, this is what happens. And if the other team's players are, then you're gonna lose. And the Blazers' role players, in all fairness to the Mavericks, are better than the Mavericks' role players. I mean, Covington is a better yeah, player than Dorian. You know, I, I just Dorian did hit a big shot. That was yes, pretty cool. I yeah, wish they and I guess that's not a really that, fair but, argument, no, but, but you know, I, um. Yeah, I mean, I think like like you were saying um, with the role players and maybe if they were better, it's like that's kind of one of the reasons why you want two stars or two superstars because that way if your role players maybe in a quarter they mm-hmm. have a lot of mental mistakes or whatever, well, you don't you're not relying on them so much. You have the other two guys that are really carrying the team, so they can they can cover over those mistakes that the other guys yeah. might make. I thought another thing that really hurt the Mavericks tonight was toughness. Toughness on the inside. They they got bullied a little bit on some offensive rebounds by Cantor. I know Cantor's a great offensive rebounder, but mm-hmm. the the Mavericks do a lot of standing when the when the ball's in the air and it's like some games. Yeah, yeah. and it's like for his team as hot as Portland was, you got to get every single 
rebound. And there were some where they're just standing there watching it. And Derek Jones Jr. came in and got a put-back dunk. And his canter got some. Or if he didn't get the rebound, we had to foul him to prevent him from getting it. <laughs> and that was from Porzingis and from Colley Stein. So I'm not going to pick on either one. But, you know, they just they don't seem to get in. And, and Harper mentioned it during the game because we watch it on Fox Sport, not, mm-hmm. not on ESPN. Um, he mentioned the, the little things. Yeah. And getting a rebound when you really need one late in the game are the little things. And Derek Jones got it and Porzingis didn't. And it was kind of frustrating to watch because like you finally, you got a stop that you needed, but you gave them the ball right back. Um, Do you want to talk about Chris stops? I mean, yeah, I I just, I don't know what to make of this game. Um, Derek Harper wouldn't stop (laughs) talking about how he needs to get the ball more in the post. And I I don't understand. Like, you're watching every game. You see how he looks when he's in the post, right? Like, you you see what he looks like, and yet you're still saying he needs to get the ball in the post. And I just don't understand his decision or his reasoning on that. But he didn't have the same oomph, the same mental mentality that he had in the previous game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so he had nine shots, which is not a lot. No. So, like, regardless of what he would have done with those shots, I think you first just need to make sure he gets more than nine shots. Um, And then, you know, what he does with him, that's, like, the second step. But I do think that he could have gotten more shots. Now, should have been in the post? Probably not, but I mean... You know, could you find him more shots just somewhere on on threes or running plays for him? I I don't, like nine shots, I think he could have gotten more than that. Yeah, but the thing is, think about when you have to get him nine shots. Like, when you have to get him shots, everything revolves around getting him a shot. But not necessarily. I mean, It does, though. Like, when you... Not last game, they didn't have to force things. But he was shooting open threes because they had Steven Adams. True. And yeah. and sometimes they didn't have Steven Adams. They had Derrick Jones guarding him. And yeah. Derrick Jones did not leave him for any wide open threes. He didn't have any really wide open threes because it was good defense by the opposing yeah. team. They really decided yeah, right. that wasn't going to happen. There's a difference when you're playing the Pelicans and the Blazers, who are just a better team. Um, but, yeah, I just I think if if you're going to prevent him from getting open shots – and really stick to him, then this is what it's going to be like. Because you don't want to post him up. Because when you have to force him the ball, yeah. your whole offense just revolves around not that, and it's just an inefficient way to play. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe if he had, if he could get some more cuts to the basket, um, run some pick and rolls with him, do some action where he gets, you know, some off the ball movement going. I don't think that um, getting Kristaps more sh- more shots only means feeding it to him in the post. Like, there's got to be other ways where you're not forcing things, but you're just getting him more yeah. involved in the offense. Look, I, I think, I think obviously, nine shots was just just not enough. Yeah. Um, And he was pretty efficient tonight. And he was getting to yeah, the free throw line. 18 points on nine shots. Yeah. Like, and mainly because he, he got to the free throw line eight yeah, times and, yeah. and made all eight of them. But, you know, yeah, look, I... I don't know how to how to really take this game from him because there was stretches of the game where I feel like felt like he wasn't even out there. And I don't know. I just sometimes I get this really strong presence from Porzingis mm-hmm. and then you have times like tonight where it's like he was just a guy out there. He wasn't Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, we've 
we've debated like what like who is he really as a player like is he is he a kevin love chris bosh or is he the unicorn and he just hasn't come around yet you know and i've i've kind of leaned more to where he is kind of the kevin love chris bosh in which case you're going to get games like this where mm-hmm. he's not you know amazing and dropping 30 plus points i think that's who he is i don't think that's a bad thing i mean you need those it's still guys. an all-star yeah yeah so i'm not like i'm not upset about this game because i think it's like it's one of those games that chris Ops is going to have because he's not luca he's not you know one of those top tier guys um but yeah, I mean that. Then there's a whole discussion. Like, is that good enough? And do they need to upgrade well, and all no, that? But yeah. you know, like, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I mean, to me, be, look, yeah, it, it is a whole other conversation that yeah. we can have. Yeah. And I, I think there's so many other issues with having him out there that hurt you on the defensive side of the court. That just I don't know if it's even worth it at this point. But look, nine shots wasn't enough. He was efficient. He had 18 points, eight rebounds. He was better in the second half defensively. I thought mm. maybe specifically the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anybody played well in the third. But in the fourth quarter, I thought he was getting down. Like he sometimes stands so tall yeah. that he gets blown right by. But I thought he had a lot more energy. He was getting down. He was staying in front of guys. He was contesting shots. So I thought defensively he was much better. And he's going to have to do that because that's really ultimately where his – main impact is going to be is mm-hmm. how he does on the defensive end of the court. You know, the more I think about this game, the more I think the Blazers, well, this is going to sound so dumb, but the Blazers just outplayed the Mavericks the way that a better team would. Like mm-hmm. those things like the rebounds. Offensive rebounds. Or yeah. making those shots. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mavericks have had games where they've done that but tonight the Blazers did it, and maybe it's because sometimes you know that's the way the ball drops, or maybe it's because the Blazers are you know they're fifteen and ten, they're just mm-hmm. a better like fifteen and ten. That might not sound impressive, but the Mavericks were twelve or thirteen and, and fourteen. Yeah. They're thirteen. They were yeah. thirteen and fourteen. So that's a big difference in record. So like I, all of these, they it is true the the rebounding and the mental mistakes. I think the Blazers just outplayed them because they're a better team. I'm still upset about not taking a timeout because I yeah. think all of those other things maybe were out of your hand if they're just a better team. But that, you could have given your team a better chance yeah, see, to I, win. I didn't feel like they outplayed the Mavs in the game. I felt like they outplayed them in one quarter. Because in the fourth okay. quarter, the Mavericks outplayed the Blazers. They did. Like yeah, they, they I, shut them down defensively. Yeah. They were playing well defensively. They were making all the plays on the offensive end of the court. They just had dug themselves such a huge hole that, yeah. you know, one Damian Lillard three ends the whole run that you had. Yeah. And, and they, they did have a really great comeback. Yeah. It was a really great comeback. It was a huge shot by Dorian. Uh, Luca was amazing. 44 points. He almost had a triple-double. I mean, they... It was an awesome yeah. game, and and I and that's another reason why I'm so upset about Look, the possession because I'm yeah. like they could have won, and but, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think you you could have fouled. Uh, a lot sooner, I think, yeah. immediately when Carmelo got the ball. But look, and I guess, oh, sorry, yeah, I just, it's like, yeah, they, they, they're just not going to win every game. Yeah, and and I, and that's kind of my point. Is like, I guess those other little things, like the bad third quarter or the rebounding, I think it's like sometimes that just happens. happens. Yes, but they put themselves in a position to win, and that's why I feel like it really did come down to that last possession because everything else was like. 
sometimes guy i mean what all these players were like four for six on threes yeah sometimes that just happens yeah but it was that last one that that to me was that was in your control yeah and you messed up And, and sometimes you know i think three point shooting percentages i know defenses have a lot to do with that but i also believe percentages happen have a lot to do with that like Let's take, take, for example, the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks shot yeah. 25 threes together. The Mavericks are not that good of a three-point shooting team. They're like... They're, they're just they're, not. They're, not. they're, they're not. just yeah. not. <laughs> they're not. They were last in the league yeah. going into that game. And and for them to... So the Pelicans are just on the wrong end of percentages. That night. Yeah. yeah. And well, just all season, teams that oh, play the yeah. Pelicans are just on fire from three. Yeah. And sometimes with Dallas, they they happen to get, and I I think a lot of it's because teams want to play against Dallas because of all the attention Luca gets. <laughs> I think their defense is okay sometimes. I really do think their yeah. defense is okay sometimes. Sometimes they do a good job of contesting a shot. I, I would agree they, with that. These randos, it's okay just make, sometimes. Yeah, these randos just make three. It's like Covington shot a three from the logo tonight with yeah. a hand in his face and swished it. It was like yeah. an optical illusion. Well, he was four for four yeah. on threes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then watch in the next game, he'll be over of four yeah and it's just like against the Mavs the percentages just haven't been going their way and like mm-hmm. Damian Lillard seems to make every big bucket that he has to make against Dallas now he does it a I lot think, yeah but Dallas is one of the teams where he happens to make them yeah. whereas another team he doesn't so a lot of three-point shooting is just happens to be that night because every team in the league shoots a lot of threes and whoever's making them that night seems to be the team that wins yeah, that's, I mean, especially if, like the Mavericks, where you don't have a top five defense and you don't have two superstar players and you don't have, you know, all this other stuff, you're really relying on just percentages making all of your threes. Yeah. Um, and so, and which is great. Or a high percentage of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you're well, not. And like you said tonight, and that, like, that's why I'm not really worried about, like, all the other stuff with like missed rebounds or like picking on this and that to me, it was like, it just didn't go their way tonight. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. but the last play, I get it. Look, <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not yeah, going to I feel again, like but, they should have fouled Carmelo right away, but yeah. we, we've exhausted that point. But yeah, it's just the other stuff. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not really worried about it. It just didn't go their way tonight. Yeah. Outside of that, we got to spend some time on Mr. Doncic. Okay. Or Mr. Donkic. Or Mr. Donchick. It's Donchick, yeah. I believe. Um, Luka Doncic had 44.7 rebounds, 9 assists. He was 14 of 20. Only 20 shots for a guy that was on fire. Yeah, well, but, you know, Brunson and Hardaway yeah. took 30 shots. 14 of 20. Uh, 5 of 8 from 3. He's now, I think, after tonight, over maybe nearly 34% from 3 on the season. Mm-hmm. Really turned it around from the mm-hmm. first 10 games of the season where he yeah. was like 20%. 12, no, he's yeah, 12%, 12%, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. He's really turned that around. Um, obviously, he's not going to maintain this level. I think he's going to stay around 32 33% for the season. So mm-hmm. he's going to have games where he goes 2 of 7 or 1 of 8. Um, but when it matters, like on ESPN... He seems to make them all, and yeah. this this whole week the Mavericks were on ESPN like on national television like four times. They had TNT, then ABC, then ESPN, then ESPN, then yeah. ESPN. So it's like five straight games on national television, and thankfully Luca showed out 
pretty much for all of them. Yeah, Luka Doncic, he really... <laughs> Doncic. Don, he really, um, he was great. I thought, I was kind of hoping he would drop a 50-piece. I thought he was gonna. But he, yeah. he got close, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Um, and I don't know, like, what was Dirk's career high? 53? 53, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm ready for Luka to overtake that. Because that's, that's also a Maverick record, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm ready for Luka to overtake that. But yeah, I mean... He's he, gonna at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I, I he's agree. gonna. And if he hits that three to tie it, he's at forty seven. That's, 47, that's yeah. now really like if he didn't have forty six in the last game, tonight would have been his career high. True. So he's in a groove right now. And I think yeah. that's why I'm like and the way the Mavericks schedule is lined up after mm-hmm. this, they have some cake teams. Like Detroit is one of them. Houston, who has really fallen off ever since last time we played them. They're mm-hmm. just not the same team. Um I think you're gonna see a a thirty point triple dub kind of month, month yeah. from Luca because he's really feeling it right now and things are really coming easily for him. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome. He had he would it was Luca. He was awesome. It was an yeah. amazing I mean, all of this the usual stuff. He had amazing passes, he had amazing plays and shots. It was just you know, yawn. Was, <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. only anyway, 44. Yeah. He's yeah. good. Uh, it sucks that they lost. Um, but you know, I told you before the game he was going to drop a forty piece, just because you I just did. I just felt it's on national television. It was against Portland. He seems to play well against Portland uh, over his uh, short career. So that's all we got for tonight, guys. The Mavericks play Tuesday night again. No, actually, I think they have two nights off. They have two. Yeah, yeah they don't play till Wednesday. Their next game is Wednesday at home against Detroit. So. They will actually get a practice in between now and then. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do for two days. I know. It's we miserable. might have to talk to each other. Oh, no. We'll figure <laughs> something out. Uh, I, I do want, like, just one closing thing. Mm-hmm. I think I've accepted who this team is. And it's it's what I've already said a few times, so I won't, like, talk too much about it. But it's just, they're they're like a... They're a good team. You know, they, they rely a lot on their role players, they're, which means they're probably about a 500 team, maybe a little better because Luka is like an MVP candidate. And that's who they are this year. And that's that's what I'm accepting. So that's the story yeah. I'm going with for the rest well, of the season. That's how I'll react to All the hype games. was they were going to be top four. And yeah. I was like, I don't see it. But if everybody else does great, I'll ride that train. <laughs> but uh, I think they're the same team as they were last year. I think... Their seating will depend ultimately on their whole COVID situation that they had because yeah. they were affected worse than mm-hmm. any other team in the league mm-hmm. um, by a mile. And they had the toughest opening schedule of yeah. all the teams in the league. And they had the most travel yeah. of all the teams in the league. So they're, that stretch of games is ultimately going to determine their seating. But I think this team makes the playoffs, and I think they're probably a seven seed again. I think so. I've said that I think they'll make the the playoffs through the play in tournament. Um, so I don't know if that makes yeah. any difference. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think they're a yeah. playoff team. Well, look, they got Detroit, and then they have Houston on the road, and then they come back home on Monday, which is another two nights off. So they only play three games in the next seven days, and they yeah. got Memphis at home. Memphis is tough, but you should beat that team. Um, Boston, they're Boston, like 500, right? They, they just are, lost to the Wizards. They're not the same team. 
Yeah. They're not the same team right now. So Boston at home, you should compete in that game. And then, yeah, Philadelphia on the road. And Philadelphia has been good. They've fallen off a little bit. They haven't been as hot. But they're still like the number one team They're the number one team in the the East. East, Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a tough one. But one thing that might be in the Mavs' favor is... Joel Embiid guarding the pick and roll with Luca Porzingis. Maybe. You might have a big night from Porzingis, but it's on TNT, so he'll probably crawl yeah. into his little closet and hide <laughs> okay. and cry. Okay, that's all we got for tonight. And then Brooklyn after that. Yes. So, well, yeah. But they should, by the time they face Philadelphia, should be a game or two above 500. Okay. If they win four in a row, which I fully think they should, if they're going to be that team to get out of this hump and take advantage of these really bad teams, mm-hmm. then I think they got to be one or two games above 500 going into that Philadelphia game. Okay. But that's all we got for tonight. Tough loss for the Mavs. Uh, not going to win them all. Uh, I think they can learn from it, mainly that third quarter, and then fouling at the end. But other than that, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you on Wednesday when they face the Pistons. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. I have to get the last word. <laughs> <laughs>